Welcome to Doing Big Things. I'm Brett McDermott, and every week we are going to explore the systems, mindset, and habits that are allowing people to take action on their dreams and be the hero of their own story. My hope is that you walk away from every episode with new tools and strategies that will help you to realize your full human potential and do big things in your own life. I appreciate you being here. Let's get started. And welcome to the DBT that's doing big things if it's your first time here. And I'm pumped up today because we're speaking with a Toronto real estate mega producer. This guy's doing over 100 transactions a year and his business did over $2 million in revenue in 2022. He's on pace to crush that figure in 2023, by the way. He also hosts a successful podcast. He's got 15,000 followers on Instagram, 10,000 followers on YouTube, and we're going to try and figure out how he's doing all he's doing today. Tom Story, thanks for being on the show, my man. Thanks for having me on, man. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. Let's talk some real estate, man. So, so you've been, you know, in the business for about, you know, 10 years and, and, and you're doing numbers, you know, quite honestly, that most agents, you know, only dream of. And I got to know, was there like a point in your journey where you really broke through and saw a massive leap in production or has it just kind of been a steady climb? It, the goal was always every year, just beating the last year. And my favorite analogy for real estate was always like, I don't know if this will stick with everybody, but before the days of like online gaming, you would play race car games. And you, the first lap you would do, the second lap, you would race against the version of your car in the first lap. If you know what I'm talking, <laughs> it was like this ghost car, right? I don't know if it was like a Mario Kart thing or something, but I, I can remember this as a kid. So my goal was always like, just beat my last lap, right? Just keep beating my last lap. And then as you're doing that, your database is growing, your clients are maturing. And then frankly, in my market in Toronto, the prices have gone up as well, you know, almost every single year. So, you know, if you do the same production, you get a raise every year, right? So there that's, you go. that's kind of been, you know, what I've been looking at. But I would say, yeah, like it, I certainly didn't crush it right off the bat. I remember my first six months in real estate. Um, I, I was still living with my parents at the time. I started at 22. And uh, I think I'd made like $10,000 in my first six months. And I remember sitting there being like, I don't know if this is going to work. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm not homeless right now because my parents, but like this, I can't survive on this. Um, and then where it really clicked was end of year one, went to this big real estate conference in Toronto, sat at the back of the room and was just watching these people on stage. And it, it wasn't like a frustration, but I was like, man, like if they can do it, I can do it. And I think what changed mindset wise was what I like so much about sales is that it's kind of like the only way to cheat the system of life. Anything else, you get a job, you go in, they say you have to do it this long to be able to do this. But if you're an entrepreneur, no one gets to tell you how long you have to be doing something to get certain results. So just kind of put my head down, kept working. I would ask other successful people what they did. And most of the real people that are actually successful will tell you. It's the fakers that try to kind of hide things, you know, behind the curtain. Absolutely. And uh, so, yeah, but I would say by year three, the confidence got there where I actually believed in myself. Um, and then it kind of grew from there every single year. 
Very cool. I like that a lot. Just beat your last lap. I think that's a really good mindset for, for small business owners and for agents to kind of take into their business, you know, just beat that ghost car, right? You know, that, 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 that's what it's all about. And I thought it was pretty interesting that it was kind of at the end of your first year that you went to a real estate conference and you kind of saw what was possible. And you're like, Hey, if that guy on stage is doing that production, you know, why the hell can't I? And I really do think, you know, agents, small business owners, it's so important to just get in the room with the top producers in your industry, because sure, you're going to take some ideas from, from them that you can apply to your own business. But I think even more importantly, it's just a mindset shift. It just shows you the production that's happening within your industry, what, what's possible. And, you know, for you, it sounds like that, that, that was a huge kind of wake up call of what you can actually do here. Because I don't think, you know, coming into this really what's possible, um, and you know, you, you ask any real estate agent in their very first year, like, what's your goal? They're like, I want to make six figures. My first always, year. always, right? That's, always <laughs> That's it. Right. And then you do it. And then it's like, well, what's my goal next year? It's like, well, I want to double that. Okay. And then you do it. And then it gets to the point, especially the very successful people where like, you know, I, I kind of, I run a lot of trainings and, and talk to agents all the time that are doing like on paper, pretty damn good numbers. And they're like, I'm really disappointed where my year is at. I'm like, you've made $400,000. Like, <laughs> what, but it's funny, right? Because we get in that mindset of like, if I did it before, I can do it again. But a lot of agents potentially, especially the last two years, are maybe riding the wave of the market. And as sales volumes have kind of come down and interest rates have gone up, um, the opportunity is just not there where it was before. So you're going to have to work three times harder to get the same results you got in 2021 if you're trying to beat the dollar volume at least for sure for sure and the, you know the the sad thing about making a hundred thousand dollars in manhattan is you're still eating ramen noodles and walking up foot and you're still walking up four flights of stairs to share a bathroom with five roommates so it's <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely shouldn't be the long-term goal here either but um I mean, very cool. I mean, listen, 2 million GCI is just an awesome number. And it's one that you don't hear about too often. I, you know, I got to ask, like, what are the major like lead generation pillars for you right now that are contributing to that type of revenue? I'd say it breaks down maybe into four categories, but three big categories, but four main categories. So uh, like any real estate agent that would be doing reasonable numbers over 50 transactions a year, still the core of my business is my database, right? My repeat, my referral. That is like, those are my people that I treat the best they could ever be possibly treated and that I never want them to forget who I am. And even when the transaction's over, we have a pretty in-depth, like 12 month strategy to stay in touch with what we believe is valuable information. We throw a ton of micro events, a ton of big client events. And obviously the videos and, and everything kind of gets into there where they're, they're also seeing me online everywhere, even if they're not talking to me. Right. So I'd say still, 60 to 70% of our business is repeat and referral. Very cool. But what's interesting and, and my database, like my personal database is 350 people. It's not huge, but those are people I have transacted with or that they've referred me friends. And every single year I'll go back into that list and kind of trim it down. And I like that. That's smart. I still have other lists. Like I've got big lists that we send, you know, the, if we're going to send an email, might as well hit everybody. Sure. But the core is that grouping. And early on, what I learned is like, okay, if you run a system consistently, you should be able to get about a 20% return from your database. 
So for every hundred people in your database, and I don't mean the random online lead that signed up for a Facebook form. I mean like <laughs> people you would stop and have a conversation with, like true A people, right? For every hundred people in your database, you should be able to do 20 transactions out of those hundred people. If you just follow up with them and stay in touch and send valuable information and have client events and, and are, are there for them when there's no commission on the line, right? When your job is done, you're still actively being valuable to them. But what's interesting is that we track too, okay, when you ask most agents where their business come from, they go, oh, it's repeat and referral. Almost as if repeat and referral is one word. Right. So I ask agents all the time, well, which one is it? Is it repeat or is it referral? <laughs> right? Because if it's just referral, that's great. It means you did a good job for someone, they will use you again. But if, but a lot of agents that say repeat and referral, they're only getting the repeat and they're not getting as many referrals along the way. It's like, okay, well, what's, what's missing in your messaging, right? Um, so my goal would be to have like half repeat, half referral if it's perfect. Sure. We're probably 60% repeat, 40% referral if I, if I looked at, mm -hmm. at all of it. So that's still like the core of our business. If I could only choose one thing, it would be that. Cool. And um, but just before we dig yeah. into the other ones, I just want to kind of dig into, cause that, you know, listen, that's a lot of business that you're deriving just from repeat and, and referrals. I mean, there are some guys that are doing millions of dollars in GCI and, and they're spending damn near millions of dollars on Zillow. So I think it's, it's pretty important to, to kind of dive into the amount of referral business that, that you're generating. So you said, you know, you throw micro and large, uh, customer events. Like what, what does that actually look like in process? Yeah. So we just had one in the summer. Basically the, the macro events are, we invite mm -hmm. everyone on the list. We okay. usually get, um, like a mortgage broker. You guys would call them like loan officers to, to sponsor half of it. Yeah. There's an open bar, there's music. It's just a social event and there's apps, right? It's like a, it's like the wedding party before the wedding, right? Love it. Um, so we do that. We just did one. Those are the most expensive ones. And those mm -hmm. are the macro events where we get everybody in one place. But then the micro events are probably more powerful. So we've done like our top 20 people. We, we take them to this special restaurant and we do pasta making. And what I like about the micro events is that I'm not the star of the show. I'm involved in it. I'm part of the, the process. We've done where we rent out this speakeasy where you go in, it's like a champagne area. And then you go into this room and you enter like the 1950s. So we try to make them like memorable. Our, our biggest hit ever is manicures and mimosas. Love that. We've done consistently. It's like, hey, come get your nails done and we'll give you free alcohol. And they're like, yup, when and where. <laughs> uh, we've, done, we've done cocktail making at my house. Like I have people to my house. Um, and these little events, we don't take photos of these. We don't post these on social. And, it, and sometimes the feedback I'll get is like, well, you know, what if someone that was invited to one finds out one of your other clients one? It's like, well, I'm going to do another one and I'll invite them. So it's not the end of the world. Sure. Um, highly recommend micro events. How, how many of those are you throwing a year? Is it like once a quarter micro? Yeah, event? I, I would try to, I'd say three or four a year and then okay. the one big event always in the summer. Okay, cool. And then, and then you mentioned that you've got a, you know, you've got, of course, the big list that's getting the emails and maybe the automated text, but then you've kind of got like a core group of like 300, you know, what you'd call a clients. Yeah. Are you reaching out to them personally every three months with a phone call, a text message? Like, what does that look like in process? Yeah. So basically if you were to break it down, into like a 12 month plan. Um, like every single January, regardless of the year or anything, we redo our trades and services guide, which is this little booklet. 
Okay. And so it would be like anything to do with home ownership or condo ownership in Toronto. Okay. Right. So it's like electricians, uh, appliance repair, painters, dog walkers, tutors in the area, like anything. Right. And what we do is in December, we send out an email to all of our clients say, Hey, we're redoing our trades and services guide. We're looking for awesome people in these categories. Who do you know? So it's actually a guide that's been created by our clients. Great idea. I love people that. They trust. And then we're going to physically mail it to them because it's a piece of valuable thing that they're not just going to throw out. Right. Um, and then they're going to keep it in their kitchen. So like that's touch point one. And that gives you three, three reasons to call without being like, Hey, are you looking to buy or sell? Right. It's yeah. Hey, who do you know? We're, we want to redo this. People like to recommend people that they trust. Then we send it to them. They, they physically receive it. That's a touch point. And then I can call them and say, Hey, just want to make sure you got our trades and services guide. That's good stuff right there. What, what a great way to start the year with what, you know, with your top 300 people. Yeah. And like, I, I won't bore you with the full list. If the listeners want it, I'll, I'll give it to you. But sure. Like February free home show tickets. That's when our home show, our home show happens in March. So that's our okay. touch point. Hey, do you want to go? Here's the tickets. Did you enjoy the show? Like cool. boom, boom, boom. And then March, which is our biggest one for actually showing our understanding of the market, which is uh, the video CMAs, which is okay. something we've sworn by for a long time. It's a two minute video. What I would do if you lived in a house in a certain area is I'd pick the last three comparable sales. I'd bring them up on my screen and I'd just be like, hey, it's Tom. I hope you're having a great day. Uh, this is your real estate health check. On my screen, you can see the last three sales that sold. Check out number two. And on the top right, you can see the sale price. Uh, just want to show you what was going on in the neighborhood. Anyways, if you have any questions, have a great day. It's a 45 second to two minute video. It's a screen share. I'm never telling you what your house is worth because that changes on a daily basis. Right. Um, those by far are our best ROI in generating listings from our database. Wild. I mean, I, I would keep going a few more months. I'm sure people that are <laughs> people that are listening right now are probably taking notes. I mean, this sure. is definitely a, a much more um, organized, you know, strategy towards a database than I'd say most agents are implementing. So like, g give me a few more months here because sure. this is this is gold. Okay, so April and May are light months on purpose because you should be selling a crap ton of real estate in those two months. <laughs> true, for right? sure. Uh, I, I, my market at least, and I think this is pretty true across North America, is that normally 70% of the transactions happen in the first six months of the year. So that's how you should be tracking your progress or going back to your board numbers and figuring out what the numbers are for you. Um, so April's usually like um, what we'll do is we're, on a Sunday morning, we'll send this to our database. We just go to Starbucks and we get a gift card for like 300 bucks with the QR code or like the scan thing. We send out that picture. We just put it in Canva and make this nice little thing. We send that out to our entire database and say, hey, coffee's on us this morning. Love and it. they can go out and just scan it. So that's easy. And then we'll usually do a contest for like whatever sporting event is currently happening in our city in June. So that's May, June. July is the big client event. That is the event that is like 300 people and Got it. costs that's, a lot of money. That's the macro one. Got it. That's the macro one. Yeah. Then August, we're going to do video CMAs again. Okay. Because on purpose, you're doing them in March and in August because March leads into April, typically the busiest month of the year. Then August leads into September, the second busiest month of the year. So those are the two touch points we're going to send people. Um, I, you know, if you bought a house last week, I'm not sending you this video, right? right, like, right. We're, we're not just randomly <laughs> sure. sending it out, but that's kind of getting to everybody. That would be August. September is usually charity month 
of some sort. So we'll pick a charity and do some type of an initiative for it. We had done a, a pro-am hockey tournament that, that all the money went to Alzheimer's research, which I thought was great. Sure. Um, and then uh, November is micro event again, and you can stack those in throughout the year. That's usually manicures and mimosas. Mm -hmm. And then December is just literally, I send a 15 second video every single person in our database and say, thank you so much for your support this year. And I'm holding like this little card and I'm like, make sure to check your mailbox in the next few days. We've got something on the way. It's just like a happy holidays card, right? That's awesome, man. Um, that is like su such uh, a powerful kind of 12 month, 12, 12 step program to generate a ton of referrals, but also just add a ton of value to your database. I mean, it kind of gives you a reason to reach out to them as opposed to just like, hey, you know, how you doing? It's Tom. What's going on? How are you? Because <laughs> I've like, never cold called or door knocked in my, in my entire career. I can speak on a stage in front of 2000 people, but door knocking scares the shit out of me. There's no way I'm ever doing that. No, for sure. And it's also, I think when you really focus on the, on the referrals, it's just, it's a, it's a much more, um, sorry, we got an ambulance passing by here. That's all right. We're, we're, we're in the city here, but, um, I just think focusing on referrals is just a much more enjoyable way to, to run your business as well. You know, it's, it's like, like you said, cold calling, you know, that is just a voyage of, you know, fear and anxiety and there's nothing fun about it. And door knocking is, is kind of in the, in the same quadrant, but like if you're just building relationships, like as a human being, that's kind of just what naturally makes us happy. And, and if it's also helping our business to grow, then, you know, that's kind of why being a real estate agent is one of the best businesses in the world is because that is kind of what it's all about. And then when the trust is built, like so many of our client interactions now is like, I'm only talking to you because this person gave you my name. And then how you then build future referrals is from that initial conversation, that phone call, that face-to-face, -face, whatever it is for a buyer or seller or, or person looking to lease is, you know, my only goal throughout helping you to do this is to do such a good job for you that at the end of this, you want to recommend me to your family and friends. Sure. So you're, I'm kind of like planting that in their head at the very beginning. So they understand like, listen, I'm not the bus bench guy. I'm not the billboard guy. There's nothing wrong with that, but that's just not me. I'm just the guy that when people know they want someone good, they connect them with our team. Um, and you can kind of like almost see that their shoulders relax too, because you're not like hitting them with some salesy stuff. You're like, all right, let's just like, talk about what I would want to know if I were you. Sure. And then that helps you build it. And you talked about it before with Zillow and, and all the online stuff these days that everyone's obsessed with the cost. You got to look at your cost per lead. hundred like, percent. What does it cost you to acquire a client? I know for a fact, if it's a repeat or referral for the system we run, it costs me about 10 cents on the dollar that I would earn. Right. Where, a realtor referral is 25 cents mm -hmm. An online lead that could be 25, could be 35 cents on the easily, dollar. Easily. Um, and that's just, so my opinion, it's a better way to run the business because people already trust you and it's cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> it's cheaper to, to acquire the, the lead, right? hundred percent cheaper, more, more enjoyable. I'm sure, you know, more fulfilling than being, you know, the bus bench guy, even though, you know, all, you know, all, all the, wrong with that. nothing wrong with being the bus bench guy, if, if that's what works for you. Um, really powerful stuff. And, you know, any agent that's been in the business for a number of years definitely has at least a hundred people that they could kind of square off and say, okay, these are people that actually would appreciate, you know, a phone call or a text from me. And to just 
you know, kind of really make a 12 month game plan similar to yours and actually execute on that. I bet in 12 months time, you could totally transform your business. I mean, that, that's really all it would take would be to implement that plan with your current database 12 months from now. I bet you'd be looking at a totally new level of production, really. So that that's really good stuff, Tom. And you, you said the most important thing, which is implement and execute on it, right? Um, when you're building this out for yourself, don't put in things you're not going to do because it sounds good, right? Like, I keep mine simple. I've, I haven't tweaked my plan in literally like five years. I love it. Because it works, yeah. right? And then when you get to a point, like I'm not running this whole thing anymore, right? Like I, I hire someone that's running most of this for me, that's running all the comparables for the CMAs, that's sending out the invites. That's I'm just kind of the guy facilitating it. Sure. Um, which is pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, that's the goal, right? Is, you know, you don't want to always be working, you know, 80 hours a week, although that's usually the case in the first few years of real estate down, yeah. down the road. The idea is to put some systems in place, make some great hires and take a little bit off, off, off your own back. Um, okay. So there you go. So, so I hope everyone's taking notes. That's how you generate uh, a ton of referrals, but now, now we're going to kind of move on to like some of your other lead generation pillars and um, you know, what else are you doing to generate all this business? Sure. So the second biggest one, actually, other than repeat and referral, uh, and I put this in a separate category, is real estate agent referrals. Okay, cool. Okay, so there's a reason why I make a lot of content and I go to all the conferences I can and meet everybody and is because I want to be the go-to guy in my market. And listen, I'm in Toronto, you're in New York. Lots of people move to our markets, right? 100%. Um, in fact, more people move to our markets than people leave our markets to go elsewhere. So I try to, to give as much as I get as well, but usually I, I do end up getting a bit more. So the second biggest thing is real estate agent referrals that have people that are moving to my market and they refer them to me. Great. You know, and obviously, I pay a referral fee for that. Yeah. Um, but it's as good as a referral from a past client when it's coming from another agent. Yeah, for sure. And, and what, what's your system look like that for that? Do you go to the conferences with like a, with like a funny little joke gift bag with like a, <laughs> with like, you know, some, some, some corny uh, joke inside of a card or like uh, something like that, or is it really no. just meet people, get their cards, stay in touch with them? Honestly, I don't even bring real, I don't even bring cards to real estate conferences. Nice. Uh, I want to actually like meet people. And so my way of doing it is, I have put out so much free content in a separate area mm -hmm. for real estate agents to show them what's been working for me and I'm giving it all away for free that so many of them have watched and be like, hey, you spoke at our brokerage once or whatever. I got a client coming to your market. Would you be able to help them? And surprisingly enough, most of these conversations start on Instagram. You mentioned at the beginning, you know, our Instagram following. I bet 13 of those 15,000 people are real estate agents that follow me. Interesting. Instagram is for real estate agents. That's what I'm trying to do on there. YouTube is for consumers. Got it. Okay. That, that's pretty interesting. So, so, so there's another kind of, you know, lead pillar and moving down the road is, is YouTube. Is that like yeah. your, your third biggest generator of business? Yeah. It may be second this year on how we're going. Um, so yeah, I built a YouTube channel, started kind of at the beginning of the pandemic, getting serious about it. And I think I, I also got a little bit lucky where I hit that wave of like, no one's going outside, so it grew a bit uh, sure. during that during that time frame. Post two videos a week, um, market videos, long form educational videos. I've kind of got like a criteria where it's either like an insane news headline that I break down. Okay, those videos will get people to show up, to like, to comment, to subscribe, but it won't get you appointments. Those are uh, those are more like entertaining people videos. Sure, but then I'll put out a forty five minute guide on 
the 10 things you need to know to buy your first condo in 2023 or whatever it is, a 45 minute video, which is boring to anybody that's not <laughs> trying to do that thing. Right. And that video will get me, I think we've sold eight properties this year from that one video. That's incredible. Are they, are they like emailing you? Is there a lead magnet at the end of the yeah. video? Like how does that work in process? So, in a regular kind of seven to 10 minute video, there's one call to action in the first 45 seconds, Okay, which is like, I will state what, what is it that we are talking about? So if it was like for the recent numbers, like for the third month in a row, Toronto home values have come down and so has sales volume as we're anticipating our next interest rate hike. That would be like my call to action. You know, on today's video, here's what we're going to talk about, blah, blah, blah. Welcome back. My name is Tom Story. Um, if you watch this video, if you have any questions afterwards, you can go into the first link in the description and book a call with me at a time that works for you. And it's just a Calendly link. Cool. And there's three options, buyer call, seller call, or discovery call. 70% uh, of people click discovery call because it's less threatening. Love it. That's interesting. They're not, they're not committing to being a buyer or a seller, even though right. they always are. And right. it just goes yeah. to one of the other directions. How cool. I mean, pretty simple, really, right? Two, Everything's simple. You know, yeah. two, two videos a week, one kind of like talking about a headline as like entertainment, the other one a more, you know, in-depth, you know, market info or process related type, um, you know, long form video. Yep. And then, you know, call to action in the beginning, give them an option of a Calendly link. And you're saying that you're going to, you're, you've sold eight homes off of that one video this year already. Oh yeah, I think I think I should have looked at my numbers before this, but I think from YouTube already this year we're over twenty transactions. I mean that's unbelievable. That yeah. really that is really impressive. Are are you shooting these videos every week? Do you batch shoot your content once a month? Like what what does that look like? I try my best to always be one video ahead, um, but as we're recording this, I haven't posted in six days and I got nothing. Okay, <laughs> so it's not always it's harder. You can batch short form stuff a lot easier. Mm -hmm. The long form stuff. It's like kind of like specific, like I was waiting for numbers to come out yesterday so I could film something today. So I, I try my best, but no, normally it's like I got an idea. I sit down. I just talk to the camera for 15 minutes. I, I never have a script. I just like talk and then I'll cut it up afterwards and it becomes like an eight minute video. Cool. Very, very, very cool stuff. So, so YouTube, you know, kind of tied with like agent referrals is like a lead generation. Is, is that kind of about where all your business is coming from? Or is there, there's, is there, there's one more, okay. which is the most expensive one. Um, but only gets me listings. YouTube okay. will get a lot of buys. Uh, and again, I'm not doing this all on my own, right? Like I, I create a lot of the opportunity, but I have a team that services it now. Sure. Right? Um, the, the fourth one is might be surprising to people is like direct mail flyers. Okay, cool. Um, we hit 10,000 condo units every single month with direct mail marketing flyers in their mailbox that will usually, and it, I don't send just solds or just listed. I, I, I usually send market data showing them where the market's at or three bullet points on things they would need to know for their certain property type. Okay. Um, and then there's a big QR code that goes to the same calendar link as my call to action on my YouTube videos. And you know, we'll probably do 15 listings a year from direct mail marketing. Interesting. Interesting. So you're hitting 10,000 condos a month and it's not your usual just sold, you know, just listed. Look what I just did. It's all just, you know, market information. Do you ever talk about units that have sold like in their neighborhood or it's really just like three bullet points usually? It, it depends. Like okay. sometimes we'll do just sold stuff if we have, if we're like light on content that month. Um, but uh, no, nor normally it's like a statement to grab their attention. Like my favorite one we've been using is is at the top is nobody cares about your condo. 
Right. And then at the bottom, at the bottom <laughs> I love as, that. as much as we do. <laughs> That's pretty good stuff. Uh, so we try to stuff. make statements that will grab their attention and then they'll look at it and be like, oh, interesting. And I didn't think honestly, and it took me a long time because I this is expensive, right? To send these out every single month costs sure. a lot of money. It's the highest cost per lead that we have. But it gets me listings, so I'm I'm to, I'm fine with it because that's the goal at the end of the day. Um, and then you meet with these people, and uh, you show up, and they literally have a stack of your flyers on their on their like kitchen counter, and it's like, oh my god, like not everyone just immediately throws these out. Some people keep them. <laughs> right, unbelievable, yeah. And direct mail certainly still just an effective marketing channel, even in 2023. It really yep. still works. Um, you know, I think it's kind of like for like an agent to kind of look at a guy like you who is seemingly like doing like so much, it's ridiculous, right? You're like, you're making content, you're selling 100 homes a year, you've got a podcast, you know, you're making YouTube videos, you're speaking at conferences, like, and they wonder kind of how the hell do you fit it all into one day? So I, I got to ask like, Tom, like what does your average day look like? <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, I, I mean, I, I have really, really good people that work with us. Sure. Um, so I don't actively show properties anymore. I haven't done that for four and a half years now. Okay. Um, so I will do the initial education. I'm the strategy guy on our team. I will be the rainmaker in the fact that I will typically find the opportunity through one of these channels. I will educate them and then I'll connect them with one of our specialists, which is our buyer's agents, right? For sure. So once that changed, I got pro truthfully probably 80% of my time back. 100%. When you're not running around with people showing properties, you get so much time back. Okay. So so what, what's your average day look like these days now that you've kind of delegated the showings? Mostly all I focus on every single week is how many listing appointments I'm going on. Okay. Um, so like I have one in the afternoon today and my goal is to get two or three listing appointments a week. So that's literally all I focus on. Excellent. So that's top. That's the top number one thing after that would we'll then go to like, okay, what, what's going on with my team that my team needs help. Then it would go to, okay, what content am I filming this week? Cause I got obligations on my main channel, my podcast. I do content for, for the BAM media network as well. Cool. So I've got all these things kind of happening. Um, and that's just the order in which it's always like, I never wanted to be the real estate agent that got so focused on the views and stuff that I fell off the actual point of this whole thing. Right. Um, but, but really right now it's like, get up. Uh, if it's a content day, I'll stay at home in, in my studio and film. If it's a meetings day, I'll be at the office at 8 a.m. Uh, I'll try to get all my meetings done by like 2 or 3 p.m. And then I'll drive home at 4 p.m. Okay. Um, that's what that's what a day would look like uh, right now. Cool. So you, you kind of try and block them off. Like today's a content day. Today's a meetings day. As opposed to trying to do like both every single day and making it all work together. Exactly. And I think the, the great thing with like, I wouldn't do this with, with repeat and referral. I would just book in a time because we're already talking. But like for everything else that's booked through my calendar, it's booked on my time. Like it never interferes with what's already in my calendar. I have buffer zones between appointments. Um, so when an appointment comes in, it's like I'm already available for it. You can't book after 5 p.m. on a weekday and you can't book on the weekends. Right. So right. most of my appointments are during the day. And since the pandemic, most people can meet during the day as well. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think that's a good kind of, you know, way to keep your priorities in order is like, listen, the three listing appointments a week, 
that's number one. And that has mm -hmm. to stay number one. And then what's my team need from me? And then after that, still important, but not quite as important is the content. I think sometimes in this day and age, agents can kind of get that flip flopped. And they're, they're like, I got to get likes today more than I got to get a listing appointment this week. And I think it's easy to fall into that hole with, you know, with, with Instagram and TikTok and all these other platforms. It sounds like you've got your priorities in the correct order though, over there. <laughs> my, uh, my favorite new saying is like, would you rather feed your ego or feed your bank account? Because if you want to feed your ego, like I'm not on TikTok, no interest. Yeah. I know agents that have 500,000 followers there and I ask them how many homes they sell a year and they can't give me a clear answer. I'm like, all right. <laughs> right. Not for me. <laughs> but, but I know I can have a very small niche following on YouTube and educate people and they reach out and they're real and they're ready to go. So I'm trying to educate people. I'm not necessarily trying to entertain them, um, which isn't like a bad thing. I've just made that decision um, where most agents, the thrill and the dopamine, which I totally understand, by the way, of like having a video take off or it's like, all right, did you book an appointment because of it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. Like, I totally agree. And I think um what you said a lot earlier in the podcast was pretty interesting about how like, you know, YouTube is for consumers and Instagram is for agents. Now you also have products that you do market to agents. You've got online courses and things yeah. like that. So you've kind of got like a coaching arm to your brand as well. Is, is that something that, that you put a lot of time into? Yeah. Uh, right now we're really just focusing on one aspect of it is we do boot camps. We do okay. eight week boot camps. Um, and we've run two of them so far already. They're, they're done on zoom. It's every Monday morning for two hours, focusing on a specific topic. Okay. So buyers, listing presentation, automation, CRM. We're doing an, a whole AI one coming up. Like we, we really break it down. We've had, usually we have like 50 or 60 people through those boot camps, each one. We're launching our next one actually next Monday. So that's where most of my time has, has gone because I've done the online courses that are pre-recorded and they're great and, on, and people pay for them. But I look at the back end and no one completes them. That's so true. I mean, I've certainly purchased online courses that I got through two thirds or one third and yeah. you pay, you paid 500 bucks for it. And you're like, huh, I wonder if I really needed to buy that. <laughs> so, yeah. So the goal right now with that side of, of the business is my, my whole goal was always like that side of the business. Maybe some of it, it can pay for my lifestyle. And then my real estate sales go into the corporation and help me buy more real estate down, sure. down the road. Um, but yeah, the, the eight week boot camp, and then we're doing a live event in, uh, in Toronto in October, uh, getting a lot of speakers to fly in for that. So that's kind of where I'm focused on that now, but I'm, I'm not starting a coaching company. Okay. I, got uh, it. I, I like training. Yeah. Training. I like coaching is different for sure. Um, coaching is one-to-one -one every single week. That's, I'm not, that's not for me, uh, yeah. but I like training. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like, you know, you've got like, you know, the group training calls every week, the eight week boot camp. It's kind of like, here's the beginning. Here's, here's the end. It's not like, you know, we're, we're, I'm just going to coach you here forever. Um, but that, that's pretty impressive. Listen, that, that's a good turnout on a weekly basis for, you know, for a group training call that that's excellence. Um, so I mean, Tom, you're clearly like a really hardworking guy, right? Like, you know, I don't think anyone would ever call you lazy. So I, I gotta know, like, have you always had this incredible work ethic? Is this something you built up over time? Like talk about that a little bit. Only if I'm interested in something. Um, certainly a lot of my teachers would have called me lazy. <laughs> um, no, honestly, I'm so scared of this ever going away that I want to work so hard that, I'll, that I can continue this. I think 
You can have your moment in the light here in this industry. I think it's easy for a real estate agent to have a good year. I don't want a good year. Like I want to, I want a good decade. I want a good career. Right. Um, so I think most of the motivation is the, the waking up on January 1st being like, I don't care if I sold 120 homes last year, <laughs> where's the next one going to be from? Right. So it's more like, just like, I don't want this to ever go away. I still want to beat that ghost car every single year that I'm doing this. And I am borderline obsessed with it. And I think that's the only reason why, because I like it. It's fun. Mm -hmm. I love presentations. For sure. I love meeting with sellers. That's like my favorite. If I could do that all day long, I would. Like that listing presentation, like you could plot me anywhere in the city with a package and a blindfold and I could go in and get it. Like I'm like, <laughs> cause I know how to do it. Um, so th I think that's where it comes from is I found the few things I still really like, which is creating content, which is teaching other people and which is doing presentations and all the other things like paperwork and back end and buyers. Uh, I've hired people that are better than me at it anyways. Sure. And that, you know, keeps you from getting burnt out on the things that, you know, you don't really want to do. And you've really kind of, you know, constructed a business and a lifestyle where you're really focusing your time on the things that you are passionate about. And probably because of that, you probably don't ever wake up and feel too much resistance to work or, or do you, do you ever wake up and just not really want to do the things that are on your to-do list that day? It depends if it's like taxes. Yes. <laughs> sure. But for but the you, most part, you're pretty much jumping out of bed uh, at 6am ready to rock. I'm pretty excited. Like I, I, I love this industry. Um, there's just so much opportunity. Um, you know, our markets are similar. Like there is, there's 70,000 people with a real estate license in Toronto. It is mm -hmm. insanely competitive. That is a lot. Like, I, I wouldn't imagine there'd be that many, honestly. That's crazy. It's insane. Uh, so, but once you break through and create a name and a brand and you start getting the opportunities and holding the inventory, then you realize, oh, no, you're actually only competing with like 15, 20 other people right. actually <laughs> doing it. But it's very hard to break through that that beginning. Sure. Um, but once you do it and once you kind of get past that and you realize like you, you, know, you, you got to do what you say you're going to do to your clients. You have to understand the market on a very fundamental level. You have to really know what's going on. Like the elevator pitch can't be like the market's good or the market's bad. Like that's not helpful to anybody. Um, and you got to be easy to work with. And I think I if you can it. hit on all those things and you can be visible and you can be a good, good at marketing and good at presentations, then you can run a pretty, pretty cool business. Uh -huh. very, very cool stuff. Very cool stuff. And, you know, I, I love that, you know, you're, you were honest there and, and you, you even mentioned the word you know, obsessed, which I think is something that, you know, if you want to be the top guy, a top performer in any industry, it almost does have to border on obsession. I don't, I don't say that in like an unhealthy way. Like if you're focused on something with 70, 80% of your waking hours, you're just going to go farther than the guy that's only focused on it 40% of the time. Like that's kind of just the reality of it. Yeah. And if you're focused on it and it brings you happiness and fulfillment, then to me, there's nothing wrong with being obsessed with your business, especially when, when you're adding so much value to so many people's lives. I mean, what, what, what else would you really want to be doing with your time? And I think also that your clients need to know that about you. Like part of my listing presentation is showing them, like telling them like, you know, I'm not a weekend warrior, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with being part-time, but that's not me. Uh, this isn't a job for me. This is my career. And I tell them, I'm like, I'm borderline obsessed. And then, so they know right, right away, like I'm not here today to try to quickly sell their home. I want to knock it out of the park that they refer all their friends to me. Right. So 
I think, I think that, it yeah. certainly helps. It definitely does. And I love that you throw that in at the beginning of most conversations is that like my goal is just to give you such a great experience that you refer me, you know, to all your, your family and friends. Like I'm not here just to close this transaction. You'll never hear from me again. I'm not here to like squeeze every dime out of you. I'm here to just give you the best possible experience so that you refer me to your family and friends. That's such a powerful wording that I think everyone should throw into the beginning stages of any conversation with any possible client. That's really good stuff. You know, my actual secret is the last thing. I, I never, and this isn't like advice I would give people. <laughs> I never bring paperwork. Interesting. Ever. Never Interesting. bring the listing paperwork with me. Never the buyer representation agreement or whatever it's called in other markets. Sure. No, I literally start by saying, just so you know, I didn't bring any paperwork today. I'm not going to ask you to sign anything. I'm just going to go through all the things I would want to know if I were you. And we're converting our listing appointments at like 90%. There you go. Secret, because you can see sauce. them like calm down and be like, all right, let's talk. Yeah. Yeah. Or they don't feel like they're being sold the whole time. And I know like most coaches wouldn't tell you that, but I can tell you it works for me. I mean, 90% is certainly above industry average. So it's certainly working. And I agree. You throw some documents on the table. It does make people a little guarded, right? Because at that point, they're like, oh, I'm going to have to sign that document at, at some points. And I, I think that's a really solid approach. And, you know, 90 plus percent conversion rate kind of speaks for itself. Um you know, Tom, this has been an awesome conversation. I think anyone listening is going to really take two or three things and they can implement in their business and do a little bit more tomorrow than they did today. Um, just kind of one question I like to end on sometimes is let's say there's an agent listening and they're not beating their ghost car every year. You know, they're, they're not seeing that type of growth that, that they feel like they should be seeing, you know, for, for lack of a, a better term, you know, they're feeling stuck. Yeah. How do they, how do they get unstuck? So I would say the first thing is you have to become really good with scheduling your day, what it looks like, um, you know, printing out a blank calendar and putting in all the times where you would like to do appointments. And then you have to wake up every single day and go, okay, my only goal today is these three things. Meeting with a buyer that's looking to do something in the next 90 days, meeting with a seller that's looking to do something in the next 90 days or showing properties, right? Those are the only three things we do that actually create money-making opportunities. <laughs> Everything else we do leading up to that whether it's the content, the open houses, the picking up your phone, the follow up, the plan, that all just leads to this, right? So I would just focus on one of those three types of appointments and have a goal for yourself on how many of those appointments you want to go on every single week. Because um, going to the office every single day and sitting there for 10 hours isn't going to help you do anything, right? Like you actually got to focus on this. And then it's like, okay, well, if I don't have any of those appointments, what do I do to get those appointments? That's when you pick up your phone. That's when you make content. That's when you put a plan into place to stay in touch with your database. Uh, you have to do these things. Or like just because you had a good year, get over yourself. Go do somebody else's open house. You're going to have to do something to meet new people. Might as well do it where they walk to you. Um, so I just think it's been a little bit easy for people until the rates changed last year. And I think we got to get back to just knowing like appointments are the only thing that matters. Focus on appointments. Hell yeah. Tom Story. Awesome. Awesome stuff today, man. Where, where can people follow you? Keep up with all you're up to. Uh, if you want to join my real estate list <laughs> on Instagram, uh, uh, the, the story team story is spelled E Y uh, S T O R E Y, uh, or on YouTube, you can type, type uh, Tom story. You'll find my, uh, my channel. Cool. Thanks for being here, brother. That was fire. Thanks for having me. Hey, everyone out there, thank you for listening. I'm sure you took a lot from that conversation. I know I did. Of course, if you've got some time, we'd appreciate you picking up your handy-dandy phone, leaving an honest review so we can get this message out to as many people as possible. And until next week, guys, get out there and do big things. Cool. Tom, that was sweet, man.